Welcome to The Dolma Show, hosted by Australia's leading luxury interior designer, Katerina Barakowska. Katerina explores the lifestyles and interiors of some of the world's best-known and loved celebrities, entrepreneurs, and design experts, diving deep into their wardrobes, interior design choices, homes, and lifestyles, so you will be inspired for your own luxury design projects. You can find more inspiration at katerinabarakowska.com. Now relax and let's enter DOMA. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you making time out of your busy schedule. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I was reading about you recently and it mentioned that you moved to Australia at about the same time that I did. So I was quite keen to have a chat to you about your journey before we get into what life looks like for you today. What led you to where you are? Can you share a little bit of your past with us? Well, I mean, how long do you have? My God, we could talk for hours. So (laughs) as part of my past, would you like to know about? As as much as you have, how did you start to get to where you are? How about that? I I can do the shortened version, the abridged version of the last 40 years. (laughs) Um, So we moved from South Africa to Australia when I was 10, so 1982. I think what I mean, I didn't want to move here. I was 10. My friends were there. I didn't know where Australia was. It was like, yuck, I want to stay here. But, you know, what I talk to my father about now, and I think you never know a parent's love until you're a parent yourself. And the things that I do for my kids on a daily basis exceeds any kind of desire you have for yourself. Like you just want them to have a better life. And you would do anything to take away their pain. You would do anything to sacrifice of yourself to give them that. And that's what my parents did. They basically uprooted us. They brought out what was the equivalent of 10,000 Rand back in that day and moved us to Australia. We lived in a little two-bedroom apartment in Hornsby. And my parents worked and worked and worked. My mom had to work night shifts as a nurse to get more money so she could afford to send us to a private school. Things that I didn't appreciate. I mean, I remember I was at school thinking, why don't I have nice clothes like the other kids? Why can't I go on nice holidays like the other kids? I used to give my parents such a hard time. Why does my life have to look so difficult? And I didn't realize how much they sacrificed just to dad want us to live in a world where you were not defined by the color of your skin yeah. your your limits were not set because you weren't what they saw as the right color and I think that was such an important decision for him to give us and a lesson for him to teach us it's like you don't I don't see people by color I see them by how they treat us so I see them by the color of the hair like I described you as a, someone with blonde hair not by the color of your skin Absolutely. and that's been ingrained in me right and that's what it should never even be a conversation so that we came out then and then I grew up in Hornsby and then my parents moved to Blacktown because that's where their church community was and they're still there Mm -hmm. and they love it. Then I worked through school, just had that ethnic mentality, just work, work, work. After school I worked and then I got a job working in Double Bay as uh, an assistant for the director of sales and I was there for about 18 months and I decided I wanted to be in sales as well, but they told me I was too young and I couldn't do it. And so I left and worked for a rival agency. After a couple of years, I got invited back to Lang and Simmons because they realized that maybe I could do it. And then after a few years, I got made associate director. And then about 
16, 17 years ago, I bought the company. And then last year, me along with some shareholders bought the entire Lang and Simmons network. So it's kind of like been a big, beautiful journey of coming home back to the place I belong. Um, amazing amazing really awesome. journey. Yeah, an amazing journey. But I think all through it is that you never know where your roads are going to lead you. One thing that I'm eternally grateful for is that work ethic was drilled into me, is that whatever you do, do it with pride, do it well. Um, because it's a reflection of you yeah my parents were always very tough on me with that kind of stuff because it was just that's how they lived their life yeah. and there were no shortcuts it was just you do it you do it well and you have pride in your work and my dad has unbelievable still now pride in his work because he's a proud man and has taught me that you know I can completely relate to your story I came here at the age of 12 and mm -hmm pretty much a parallel journey, different industry, still in property, mm. but in design. Mm. And like you say, that ethnic work ethic, whatever you do, give it your 200% is how we were raised. Yeah. 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 That story is very relatable to my life. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure. Oh, so you're, you're a superwoman. You're a single mum of two children. For the past 18 years, you have been the number one income producing real estate agent nationally for Lang and Simmons. And have 19 years now. <laughs> 19 years. <laughs> 19 yeah. years now. Wow. And have received numerous awards and have been recognized as a top performing salesperson across New South Wales, a region and Australia more broadly. This is amazing. Incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What does your day-to-day -day work look like today? And what, what are the, some, of, some of the contributing factors uh, for your standout results? I mean, obviously, you have uh, a not negotiable work ethic. You work extremely hard. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? I think it's over the years you hone your skills and you develop this. Yeah. There's no waste of minutes in my yeah. day. There are no waste of minutes. It's not, oh, I'm going to walk down and get a coffee or I might have lunch or whatever everything is driven with the purpose yeah. and I think I was like that before I had kids after probably even more aggressive with my time in that I won't waste time I can't yeah. afford to I don't want to and if I've got time to spare I want to spend it with my kids or meditating like I want to do my job and do it well and when I do it Again, the doing it well means that I'm not leaving for tomorrow what can be done today. If, if there's a job to be done, I will get it done and I'll get it done today because that's been my commitment to the owner. It's been my commitment to myself. It's my commitment. And in that, it's just a, a deep discipline because there's no other choice. Like if I'm following up buyers and I'm not giving them all the information that I have or I haven't done enough research before I speak to them, then I feel like I'm letting myself down. So it's really important for me to know that when I go to sleep at night, I've given that day a hundred percent. Now that is also not only my work, but my kids and myself. And like they say, you can have it all, but maybe not all at once. And that is absolutely true because as women, we strive for what is it all? We strive to be yeah. great mums, great career girls, great this, great fitness. It's really hard to kind of have that all at once. And you realize that there's parts that will have to suffer. Like parts of mine has been my social life. Like I don't have the energy to go out every night or three nights a week or whatever and go to 
social engagements, but I don't want to because I prefer to spend that time with my kids and also making sure that I am nourished so that I can start my next day feeling whole, not depleted. And yeah. that's been a very conscious decision as well. I have to say no to a lot of things because what's more important for me is to feel that I am content, I'm happy, I'm nourished, and you can't pour from an empty cup, right? No matter how Absolutely. much you try to do yeah. that, you really have to be kind to yourself. And I've learned that more and more as I've gotten older and also with the children is that you you only have so much that you can give. And so you have to nourish yourself to make sure that what you're giving is with a full heart but also with the full mind and that you're present in your negotiations, you're present in your meetings because I was half an hour late for this meeting tonight with you. That's because I was meeting with my owners for a house in Tamarama and they needed that extra time for us to go through it, that we walked away and they walked away feeling she's got me covered. And that's the feeling I want to give people. In, in terms of that, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm all with you. I think you're being present and giving your clients 100% is totally what we do every day. But like you say, you have to sometimes put yourself first and make sure that you're 100% because you, before you can give anything to anyone else. 100%. I, th- I think you have perfected multitasking at its finest. <laughs> I haven't perfected it. I've got a long way to go, but I am really it's good always at multitasking. Work in progress. Yeah, I've taught my kids, like my four-year-old is now five and my seven-year-old is like, mommy, I'm multitasking because they know what it means. But it's also sometimes when you multitask, you don't do any of those jobs well, right? So it is really important to when there is a job to do, like when I do my callbacks to my buyers, for example, I'm speaking to a client on my phone, I'm not writing emails at the same time because you're missing half of the conversation. You need to be present in what you're doing. And multitasking is a different thing where you are possibly like only doing multiple things at one time, getting the kids ready, getting this ready, getting that ready. That's very different for me as opposed to if I'm in a meeting with my clients, they will have my undivided attention. I'm not going to be taking calls. I'm not going to be sending emails. They will have my undivided attention. And that is the difference. Yeah, it's quite interesting you say that when I take briefs for new projects and we take the projects from the ground up, whether it's new construction or or complex renovations, and I never take notes in my briefing phase because I'm 100% or 200% focused to what the clients have to say. I feel like every time I'm in the note-taking mode that I will miss something very important. And it always comes back to me. Thank you for the focus. You remembered more than we did when I summarized everything. So I can completely relate to that. I think it's very important. And I think very valued that you give people your utmost attention. Totally. And we all work in different ways, right? Like for me, when I'm sitting with clients as well, I need to take notes because that's how I remember. Yeah. And Things like that are really important to me. I need to, like, if I'm normally in a a Zoom, I close my door, shut the blinds, and I'm (laughs) focusing 100% on what I need to do right there because it's an important conversation. But for me, if I'm sitting with clients, I always take notes because it helps me remember there's so much information and I'm going to 10 client meetings in a day and I'll forget really something important 
And so I find for myself that I need to write things down. Yeah. Um, but one of the guys I work with, he has a memory like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> he doesn't write stuff down. It actually just sits in there. And I can, he can pull up facts and figures Same. from three, four weeks ago, <laughs> three years ago. It's a talent. And that's what I say. Like we all work in different ways, yeah? yeah? yeah. And there's no right way, wrong way. There's just your way that works for you. But by the same token, I've had young guys come and work for me and they go, yeah, I'll remember. And they don't remember because yeah, they think they're too smart <laughs> to write things down. So you know your strengths, but also know your weaknesses because that's how you are able to build is by looking at ways that you can learn. None of us are too old to learn. Oh, we are. We are. And I always say, if I stop learning, I die. If I stop growing, I will die because I want to be sapping up information like a flower needing the sunshine is that's what information is to me that's what learning is to me and sometimes it gets so overwhelming I'm like why can't I just stop just breathe and go this is enough it's not because I want to learn new things I want to learn how to better my business how to increase my my abilities I want to be able to learn and grow and it's just a hunger and a thirst and I guess that's why I started why meditation five years ago. Well, yes, but it also can be, it's a blessing and a curse um, because I also want to be able to just for a minute, just go, I am enough. <laughs> I'm really thankful for what I've done. And I look around and I'm so incredibly grateful for it. And that's why I started meditating about five years ago to just pull me back from that edge of always wanting and needing and growing and yeah. Just go. Just to have a moment in stillness, yeah. Yeah. This is nice to feel. Yeah. This is good. I'm grateful for this. And that's where you have to get that gratitude because otherwise you're wanting and scraping and always wanting more rather than appreciating where you are. Yeah. Being thankful for what you are Mm -hmm. and growing in a way that's going to be a blessing rather than a curse. Yeah. And that has been such a part of my journey of the last few years because I'll never stop wanting to learn and grow and thrive, but I always am doing it in a way that is actually not going to be depleting, but it's going to be enhancing. And that that is what I think meditation has taught me, just relax a little bit into yeah. it and just enjoy it a lot more rather than run, 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 run. It's just, eh, let's just enjoy it a little bit right now. Yeah, I think and... it's very important to find that balance. Yes. Like we said before, I don't think we'll ever perfect it, but it's no. super important so that we don't get depleted. But, yeah, that is very powerful. You've been blessed with some incredible clients as well over the years and have had uh, some amazing connections and memorable projects. What has been the most memorable project? Um, for you and client interaction there is one particular client that you have different clients at different stages of your career there's been clients where I was right at the get-go which I had no idea what I was doing and I remember there was one house in Rose Bay and I think it was in my early 20s and I was going up some of the big guys and they chose me because I was just hungry yeah yeah and I'll never forget that that first auction. I was so nervous. I was my palms sweating, and I got like a huge price. Just ran over reserve, 
back in those days, it was a million over reserve, which is huge money then. You're talking 25 years ago. Yeah. And I just really remembered the feeling of, wow, it made such a difference to me that they gave it to me, not because I was most experienced or anything like that. It's because they believed in me. And I think generationally, I really appreciate the kids that come and work for me that growing and I never want to stump their growth by telling them you can't or you should I give them you lead by example but I also know that age is not the definition of how capable you are neither is your gender and it's just good to get in there have a go don't anybody tell you that it's not possible because it absolutely is but you have to not only have the belief in yourself but you have the discipline to take and the knowledge to take it all the way and a lot of the kids are coming into our industry now, they are, they feel entitled, they think they should, but they don't take the time to learn the ropes and glean the knowledge that they need to be able to match their enthusiasm. And that's something that I think we should be trying to change. And I think we are, but it's really exciting. So I've had clients like that. And then I've got clients still now where they make you work for it, but they they hone your skills to such a degree that you're constantly learning because you have to be top of your game. And I really like that. Some people go, oh my gosh, they're really belting you. But I like that because it's forcing me to stay at that high level of service. It's forcing me to be 10 steps ahead because it's required. And there's very, it's easy to be in this industry for one say, oh, I've been doing it for 30 years. I've been top of my game. It, you, you never top of your game because you're always learning. There's always someone that is doing more or something different. And it's exciting, but it also is something where you've got to keep your alert eyes, but also appreciate where you've come from and know where you're going. I have to be very clear yeah. about that forever learning and forever growing and we see sure. that, uh, we get to learn like a lot I get asked a lot of times who inspires you and I'm like these designers as such don't inspire me as much as my clients do I learn and grow from them but they, I also perfect my skills through them as well mm-hmm. so I hear you you've worked with some very luxury homes and what does luxury mean to you I do. I style a lot of homes. I work in a lot of high-end homes and it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because (laughs) you always want, oh, what about this? What about that? I'm rebuilding my house at the moment and I'm working with some great people, but it's also luxury to me means feeling at home. When you have been out all day and you've been running and running when you come home and you feel that warmth, right? It's not about the value of the furniture to me. It's about the feeling that it exudes when you walk in that door. And for me, like I walk into my house and I feel like everything drops down about 10 notches because it's where my kids feel happy. It's where I've had my babies and I don't mind the marks on the floor. I don't mind the marks on the wall because it's my home it's where my heart is and for other people luxury is having the highest end furniture the highest end banging all of some speakers or whatever and everybody is different it's what it means to you and what makes your heart happy that's what luxury is 
Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people define luxury by dollar value, but uh, like mm-hmm. you said, each for their own, we all experience and receive luxury in a unique way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What does your home look and feel like? Do you mind sharing that with us? Not at all. Not at all. Mine is very beachy with the lux twist. So like I used to have a grand piano in the living room overlooking the view and that grand piano went when I had my first baby because that became her playroom and now she's taken over the lounge room because that's her play area. My second child has got the original play area and my youngest has got her own play area. So my space has now been relegated to my bedroom and my study and that's my space. That's mummy's area. But it's a it it, it it's just it's it's beautiful furniture, mm-hmm. but it's also a place where the kids can tumble over each other and play chasings. And I'm not precious about it because eventually I'll replace everything as they get older. Yeah. It's not the end of my world. And while it might have cost me quite a lot of money, the furniture, what's more important to me is the happiness of my children and the young kids. I'm just very chilled about it because you know what? I would rather be happy than be perfect. And I think that's how I've lived my life and that's how I run my house. And that's how my kids are as well. So everybody's got their space and it's very, it's very neat. It's a very neat house. But then when the kids come home, they just throw everything and just it becomes a mess. But we always have it clean and proud of our spaces at the end of the day. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. That's quite personal and uh, very respectful that you share that with us. All good. Now, you come from South Africa. How did you connect your past to the present? Do you have any, how have you transitioned culturally? Are there any storytelling pieces of furniture, any antiques? No, none of that. None of that. When we came out, we were pretty lean in terms of what we brought out. Yeah. And... No, we don't, I don't have any antiques or heirlooms or anything like that. It's just, it's not my style. It's not yeah. things that can be broken. It's the stories that you carry in your heart. And the, my, my parents come over every second weekend and spend the weekend with us. And grandpa and grandma will tell stories of their childhoods and growing up in South Africa. But we don't carry heirlooms and things like that around with us. Yeah. It's just not our way. I mean, that relationship, grandparents with grandchildren, you can't put value to that. Well, my dad said to me the other day, he said, what's better than being a a, par- a a father? And I said, what? And he said, being a grandfather. And that was really cute because he gets so much joy from the kids. So, yeah, it's a good time of life. It is a good time yeah. of life. Yeah, my father is no longer with us, but he always used to say, I hope you live long enough and you're blessed with grandchildren to experience uh, the feeling. He goes, you just yeah. can't put it in words. It's better being a grandparent than it is to be a parent. How have you found your experiences with Lux Listings Sydney? There- it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really happy. I mean, I had very low expectations because it's a reality show. Yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, they're going to edit me. They're going to hear all these terrible stories. Yeah. But with the head guy from Amazon, CJ, they put it together he came to meet me. We went for a walk from Bonai to Bronte and he was just in my zone where he assured me that it would be a true and authentic port- portrayal of me, who I am, yeah. because I didn't need the show. I didn't want the drama and 
and I just I was going through a divorce and I just didn't want any more drama in my life yeah and he assured me that it wouldn't be and I was really pleasantly surprised by how it came out I was happy with what they did and they were true to their word with me 90% of the time and the other 10% of the time were things out of their control where the boys in the show acted badly and obviously they were going to film that because hey that's drama but you know overall I've been so happy with it very proud of what they produced also that was a positive experience for you that's amazing was yeah so a lot of your role requires uh, very strong people-to-people negotiation and communication skills what advice would you give to people who are looking to step into this career, what skill sets would they need? Is there anything that you would like to share? Yeah, I think it's discipline, mm-hmm. empathy, yeah. being able to listen, yeah, patience, resilience, discipline. <laughs> discipline is on top of the list, yes. Motivation takes you 50% of the way. Discipline takes you the rest. The, you just cannot do this job consistently at a high level over an extended period of time unless you have the discipline that's not only in work it's in your life it's in your fitness it's in your mental health physical health it is it's a conscious and concerted effort to maintain yourself and your work and it ain't easy it's really not yeah but it is worth it if you weren't doing what you're doing now what, would, what else would you love to do? Oh, God, I'd work in New York. <laughs> I'd go and live in New York and I would have been in the finance sector, I reckon, because I love that city. I love the city. I just took the girls there. But, you know, I couldn't imagine a better life than the one I'm having right now. So no regrets. No regrets. Amazing. You're very involved in the community and you do work with the Sydney Children's Hospital. You do work with a lot of charities. Can you speak a bit about other organisations that you work with and other community involvements? I think you've got all of them there, the Bulara Council and the Small Sculpture Prizes and the Hope Charities. And I do give a lot of my time and money behind the scenes because not everything needs to be an accolade not everything needs to be advertised and that that is also part of what I do and I think it is important to give back but it's also important not to give because people are looking at you but to give because it's the right thing to do because it makes you feel good because by giving you're basically enhancing yourself and growing yourself it's not about getting your logo on an advertisement or a place card at the table. And I think that's where I shy away from that now because I'd rather do it because I know it's the right thing to do rather than because I'm going to get maximum exposure. Yeah. So give with an open heart. Oh, that is certainly the way to do it. Uh, and I think um, now with social media, we see a lot of people a lot of people are giving but how much publicity they get out of it like it makes you question what are the intentions behind it yeah um, yeah and look each to their own right at the charity's benefit at the end of the day totally. but yeah. it's, it's not my thing yeah if you could recommend one thing to do see listen to read or explore for our listeners what would you recommend 
meditation. <laughs> yes. I would. It changed my life in so many wonderful ways. And so I would highly recommend, and I can feel the difference every day when I do it, and I can also feel the difference every day when I don't. So I would absolutely recommend meditation. And as I'm learning, there's so many ways. Listen to good podcasts. Fill your mind and your soul with good stuff. Not soul depleting, like scrolling through TikTok or Instagram, watching whatever other people are doing. How is that making your life better? How? It doesn't. And so I know for myself, it's a very, it's a rabbit hole. Like I, I don't, I actually just, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. This is my night to read. This is my night to have a bath. This is my night. This is after I put the kids to sleep and I do my couple of hours worth of work. It's like now I've got an hour to myself. What am I going to do? I'm going to read, I'm going to have a bath. Uh, I'm going to, you know, do something kind to myself rather than looking through other people's feeds or worrying what other people are doing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I look through websites that look at what other properties are uh, being listed, look at that kind of stuff. So I'm educating myself, look at what's happening in the world in general, look at the news, what's happening in the finance sector, how am I growing my mind? So all of those kind of things I would just say, just use social media as a tool, not a way of life. Fantastic advice. Is there any specific type of meditation that you're doing? Well, I just do, I do Vedic meditation and I learned that with my meditation teacher, Tim Brown, mm-hmm. when he was with us. So, you know, that is a, a beautiful thing that he taught me and will stay with me through the rest of my life. And also my children do it as well because he taught Nava, my eldest. And it's a, just a really lovely tool to have in your toolkit. Thank you so much, Dylan. You've been absolutely amazing. I appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Enjoy your Thank evening. You and hope to meet you in person soon. Take care. Thank you. See you. Thank you for listening to The Dalma Show, hosted by Australia's leading luxury interior designer, Katarina Berakovska. To find out more about Katarina and be inspired by her stunning luxury designs, visit katarinaberakovska.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Dalma so you don't miss any episodes. Live in luxury, beauty, and love always.